Okay. Yep, you're recording now. Yay, awesome. So this is episode three of the Cross Young People's Podcast, and I'm your editor and producer-in-chief in charge, Christine, and I'm hailing from the University of Florida with my friends here, Taylor, Jihadi Witness from Reddit, and Bree. So go ahead and introduce yourselves, guys, and what can go from there. Hey guys, I'm Taylor. Um, I think last time I pretty much just said that I go to school here in Indiana and still doing that. So yeah, I'm ready to talk about hopefully some cool topics today. Mm, Jihadi, you hopefully know who I am by now. If not, I'm sorry. And yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm Bree or Brienne. I don't, I don't know. I'm Bree. Uh, I'm here too, I guess. I do art. I'm in Philly right now, but I'm from Texas and my life is in a weird transitional state, uh, as it should be, I guess, in your early 20s. Yep. Yeah, so we had some recording difficulties last time, but I just want to, uh, what's the word, you know, sweep that under the rug. <laughs> <laughs> Just oh like the Jehovah's Witnesses do. Oh no, shots fired. <laughs> so speaking of putting things under the rug and um, secrecy and cult-like tactics that have to do with Jehovah's Witnesses, Leah Remini, former Scientology member, just posted a A&E video for her show um, Scientology in the Aftermath, but this time she's featuring Jehovah's Witnesses. Um, and I don't know anything about the series because I haven't watched it, but I know a lot of people on the XGW subreddit are really excited to see this. I believe it comes out um, October, November, excuse me, 13th at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But um, we all had a chance to look at the trailer, mostly me, I believe, and um, Jihadi Witness himself, but... Um, let's talk about that as a topic to start off with. Yeah, so Jihadi Witness himself, um, there's some deeper things I will get to later, but I guess overall it's just like, wow, they're actually doing it. Someone actually has the cojones to talk about them. And most surprisingly because it's usually you hear about the catholics or you hear about some random church but it's like hey they finally got to jw's took them long enough they they finally got there i think that Jehovah's witnesses are kind of like yeah they're thought of as a call but they're ultimately thought of as like harmless or like the people that ring your doorbell and annoy you like among the, the secular world they just it's not taken as like seriously uh the things they do like like Scientology is now which is really because of Leah Remini like she brought this all to the forefront and people are like oh wow that religions can can get away with this like big religions um and even though it's a cult in a way they are I mean accredited religions so you can't really do much about it. I think that it's good that she's using her platform to like focus on not only her own experience but others um, within different religions like the JWs. Right. Uh, my mom actually was the one who told me about this. 
told me about the show. Wow. Uh, which I found interesting. She knew before I did, because I don't really watch. And she's a currently, correct? Yeah, yeah. She's pretty devout. Uh, but she said, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very interested because I want to know what the actual issues are. You know, it's, it's like even regular witnesses, somebody like my mom, who's very removed from the internal politics, who is not interested in the disputes about doctrine and is very much so more towards the Christian side. Uh, you know, even she's becoming more and more privy to like what's going on, you know, the, the more dangerous aspects, uh, which is really interesting, you know, so shows like this are really, really important for bringing things like that to the forefront for just, you know, mainstream audiences, people who don't really, like Taylor mentioned, don't really understand like Jehovah's Witnesses, don't understand their teaching and, and how dangerous uh, and life-threatening a, a lot of their uh, doctrine is. Um, I like what you guys had to say. I think that like for me personally, I've been watching Leah Remini through this process for a long time. Although I haven't watched her show, I saw her go on Wendy Williams and talk about her exit from Scientology where like she basically got her whole family out. And that's a lot like the descriptions we share with each other in the subreddit where we talked about like victories with getting our families out. Like in Taylor's case, she has like a really strong um, connection to that type of story. Yeah, it's a lot easier. And Scientology does they do the same stuff where they won't talk to you anymore. If like, I know people in Scientology whose parents um, have left, but they'll stay in and then they refuse to talk to their parents or vice versa. Um, so it's a lot like the witnesses in so many ways. Like when I watched um, the documentary going clear, which I was just thinking that I think Leah Remini is a producer of it. It was on HBO, um, and it still is if anybody wants to watch it, but it's basically all about Scientology and what it is. And there are a lot of similarities. I would say it's even more extreme than the witnesses in some ways, uh, because they have deeper pockets, but it's very similar. Yeah, deeper pockets and then more influence to the point of, I forgot what the name of that movie was. It was with Tom Cruise or, uh, one of them, yeah. but it or something. Those are two yeah, of them that are in there. Yeah, but it was like the plot line, and it's like I know people would at least remember the trailer. They um, dude dies, and he has to keep reliving the same experience over and over again, and that's like one of the core tenets of um, of the Scientology oh, yeah. belief system. Oh. So it's like even then, like they have sneakily they have a lot more influence i just don't remember the oh, name of the movie right like now they put like tom cruise will put scientology stuff in his movies like subliminally is that what you're saying like subliminal yeah like subliminal like it wasn't yeah. even subliminal it was the plot point of the movie yeah wow yeah, it was that's edge of tomorrow movie. right yeah that's the name of yeah it. yeah i know what you're talking wow. about yeah but edge of tomorrow that was the whole plot point of the movie is he had to keep living so it was like, if, if you think of it like a video game, but then it's like, this is the core tenet of the movie, and it wasn't, uh, um, it wasn't for him to learn, it was, that's, like, one of their core beliefs is you have to go through your traumatic events and keep bringing it up to get over it. And they use him as, like, a deity in that religion, too, that he comes to all the conventions, he, you know, he's almost like a leader in the church, even though he's not officially, but it's weird because the J JWs, I mean, we had... Prince 
and Michael Jackson. <laughs> and, uh, mm. you know, they don't use the celebrities the same way. But I think that since Scientology is based in L.A., that that's kind of why celebrity became such a big like one of their like convention centers is called the celebrity center uh in Scientology so but it's weird that the JW that's one difference that they don't really use yeah and it's friends I don't know maybe they do now I haven't noticed that no they really don't but it's a it's an interesting difference because when you look at like yeah Scientology the reason they have deeper pockets is because they want their members to succeed they want them to go to college. They really embrace all the celebrities and like say, look, there are Scientologists too. Like uh, with the JWs, it's like they want to claim the celebrities, kind of, but not really. Mm-hmm. Would, like, <laughs> it would probably help claim, them you. claim the celebrities, but they don't want to because it's like against um, it's it's worldly. Yeah. Like my grandpa, right. um, JW, he was touring with uh, Tina and James Brown for a little bit in the 60s. He was like about to get signed to, I think it was Columbia Records and the the congregation um, and the elders really, really pressured him out of it. And so I think that's kind of why they don't put them on a uh, pedestal like Scientologists do. Like the interesting thing I wanted to mention was that Although they do have celebrities in their church, they give so much money to the church. Like, Leah Remini yeah. stated on, like, Wendy Williams and, like, Glowing Clear, I think, or, like, other documentaries out, like, she's given, like, millions and millions and millions of dollars to this organization. Oh, yeah. Each level on, that you have in the religion, you basically buy these sessions. So to even be allowed in the church, you have to give them, like, it probably starts out like $500 and then it just keeps going up. So by the time you're finished, um, which to them is going clear is like the highest level you can get in the Scientology religion. I mean, you're, you have spent hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars by then. Yeah. Just to and I think it's religion. Right. And I was going to say, I think it's interesting that like, And JWs, like, they don't necessarily like to see you acclaim that status because you can live your own life and live independently. Um, But, like, we are still giving a lot of money to the organization um, of Jehovah's Witnesses. They expect you to give a lot of money and have no return. And then the, um, I guess the bigger consideration and this, like, someone more business-minded or if you sit down you think about it eat well, let's just say we pay what's the minimum wage here 725 you do 725 you do benefits 40 hours a week well, and, and this is like on the super low end just for labor because jehovah's witnesses have they're getting out of that now but there is a lot of excuse me unskilled labor and now they're getting into the point where there's skilled labor involved where they're getting for free and like they're getting all this stuff done for free by their members and mm. at least this is at least valued at 725 an hour if not more when you get into skilled labor so that's where yeah. they're getting their money and their and value the from. they don't need the cash they weren't paying people and I, I didn't know that happened in the jw's that they were using people to work and not paying them or paying them uh, uh, extremely well yeah, it's volunteering yeah, that is something. Yeah. Bethel, like that. Yeah, that's what that is. Built their new. Uh, yeah, you're right. It, it's just dressed yeah, up nicely. Have world headquarters mm. over in Warwick. Like it's huge. 
Like, like there's a there's like a lake that drains, like a man-made lake. That's crazy. And that was all like, I mean, there were skilled contractors mm. involved, but yeah. Right, but imagine having to pay yeah, for it's all nuts. that. I was thinking earlier this week. You know, churches should be giving back to their members if they ask so much for them every week. Because you see, like these like Warwick-like places around the country. And, like, there are a lot of poor, vulnerable people that you're preying on, um, especially in the Jehovah's Witness religion. They're being asked to give, but, you know, they're not <laughs> gaining anything from it. And then they're told, like, not to go to college after that. So it's like you're stuck in this loop almost. A lot of the people are either immigrants, African-American, and, and this is li lineage probably because people's families stay in it forever. But I think what I've noticed is they'll go to... The, the immigrant neighborhoods, poor neighborhoods, disenfranchised people who are lost and have no hope. And, and then they kind of take advantage of them. They're like, oh, well, we'll help you. And then they end up just taking their freedom from them a little bit and taking their money. And so it's kind of it's similar to Scientology in that way, but it's more discreet. They don't say up front, oh, you're going to have to give this much money to get into the church or do this. But then as you go, you're like, oh, I'm spending my entire weekends and three nights a week. And uh, yeah. sometimes the tithing. I think they take advantage of people in in communities that that are more trusting or, or need help. And it's it's just kind of sad. Right. Like a lot of times, like people will go yeah. to like the assembly or something for the first time and hear like, oh, there's a deficit and be like, oh, well, I got to give. But like there's a deficit every single time. Wow. No, and I've never seen the, like the congregation expense report. You see it, you never see it for no. the convention. So, and it's like, especially in their own facilities, if it's your building, you should know what the cost to own and operate is. And you're holding multiple events per year. You would think like the first or second one would cover everything where you're pulling down the same amount as it is when you rent a facility. But that's just me using logic, and no one likes me using logic, so I'm going to leave it oh at that. God. Oh, yeah. That's another topic we'll get into later, but I want to move on to the time management skills and college readiness because that's a big thing for people who are still in but mentally out and want to go to college, and their parents allow them to. Like Jihadi Witness, um, and I just talked to someone earlier this week for an interview that did not record, but um, he basically said that he had to do the same thing, like still go out in service, still go to meetings, and go to college at the same time. It was very hard for him yeah. at first because he was still kind of like a little bit mentally in. So Aww. what's up with that, guys? <laughs> yeah, really. Um, I want to say, like, my first year of college, I was still very much so in, like, like yeah, physically, but also like mentally. Uh, I I wasn't on my way out until you know my really second and third year. Um, so yeah, it definitely it does suck. Uh, I remember my mom explicitly being like, you know, if you want an auxiliary pioneer. You know, you're going to have a week off, so go ahead and go, go feel free to try that. But it was still the meetings. Mm -hmm. You know, there were still uh, two meetings every week. There was service, you know, at least three times a week. So I was, I was pioneering auxiliary. Um, and it's just an immense wow. time sink, you know. And I had to also study 
my GPA that semester was awful. It's tough. It's really, really tough to get out uh, while you're trying to juggle both. If you're planning on going to grad school, anybody who's listening, like, just make sure that's like a thing you keep in mind, because I know a lot of you like science degrees and science topics. So like, if you want to go to grad school, you know, your GPA does matter. And then just like for on my end, it's kind of the same story as Brie, not as um, I wasn't as involved with um, the ministry, but it's like it's a huge time commitment. Um, I've sat down. It's like somewhere between 20 to 30 hours a week just to be in good standing and like to have a clear conscience yeah, of the bare yes, minimum. I've done everything that you you're supposed to. Like, it's not even the, like, to, it's not the bare minimum because the bare minimum is showing up. I mean, like, studying and all of that, that's, like, 30 hours a week. And then a lot of, a lot of us, we're going to be working part-time, full-time. You're going to school part-time, full-time. That's a lot of hours. And then it's a lot of um, mental energy to spend out. And then you, and then it's like, that's just. That's just there. That's not talking about the extracurriculars you're supposed to be doing at school because you have to get out there. You have to network. You have to meet people because that's the way they get jobs. And that's what they don't tell you. But they tell you is you need to network. And the entire time you're going to meetings, they're like, yeah, um, don't network. And the meetings of like they they're scheduled in such a way where you're not really able to network and to be consistently part of something and that's where i guess that's where a lot of tension comes from with trying to go to school is it but it takes time from witnesses and they don't like that yeah absolutely yeah the article was really interesting that um christine sent out a while ago i think it was on the jw's website where they basically were saying what their stance on education is and it was very funny because it, it kind of made them seem like, oh, yeah, we want you to go to college, but we don't know if Jehovah <laughs> would want that. <laughs> so it was kind of what? like, they, yeah. they knew that it would, yeah, do you remember? Oh, yeah. Yeah, maybe you didn't send me this, but yeah, they were kind of like, just basically making it sound like they weren't that against it. But then the the overall message, especially if you're in it and you know, they're no, saying, no, the very, yeah, try not no, to do it. <laughs> no, like, the, the most telling part of that article is at the very beginning, like, in the introduction, it's it says something along the lines of, uh, we let every Christian decide individually what's right for their Bible-based conscience. And then there's, like, a whole article, like, describing how you should not go to college. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like, because they know the secular world will come after them if they're like, yeah, if they say everything they would really like to say. There's a lot of things that are members only. So I've had to sit through the Watchtower studies where they're more members only. And for some reason, they decided that let's talk about education. And I'm sitting here in my seat trying not to um, show how uncomfortable I am. Like this like two years ago it was super uncomfortable and now it's just i don't care but they're just actively saying yeah don't go to college like and, and it's not as cut and dry but then it's all the members throwing in so there's the it's gotten to the point now where the the writing committees or whoever they just throw in a little bit of seed and then they let the witnesses run with it and mm -hmm. that's great and then we've yeah, had 
higher ups and this is like the to the real point of well we're for education and this is on their website but then they have their broadcasting website where most i i I haven't looked at their website in quite a while but i feel like if you were to look at it you can't just get to the broadcasting website you have to know you would have to know about it first and then you get to the broadcasting and then you have to know which one you're looking at and you get to that and it's all about education and how pursuing things outside of the full-time ministry or supporting someone in the full-time ministry is wrong pretty much yeah especially um, for young people but the good thing i think that they don't flat out make people not go to college like how i mean you're obviously still in college so there is a way for like you know if a kid's out there listening to this that they can still go to college they might just get some pushback about it but i think that sticking it out is always the best way to go it also really depends on your parents because like jihadi was saying like they're very covert with their tactics and they're kind of like gas lighters but like instead of just lighting the fire themselves they sort of like throw like those pop uh flame things where like you throw them and they kind of burst and then the members sort of like fan it very quickly and it all just like turns into a brush fire because they know how to react to those sort of subtle hints and like it's their anxiety talking but they don't know that they're trained to think like oh like this is very important and this means my life so let me go about it in a way that's really strict and overbearing so like it really probably does depend on your parents and how well they're handling um the covert style of the JW, like yeah, they're they're not gonna come right out and say it, but I distinctly remember one of the broadcasts had Tony Morris in all his all his glory standing there saying something along the lines of, "We are not anti-education, we are for divine education." And so when you have things like that, it's not necessarily a bad idea. But have you thought about the effect it's going to have on your spiritual health? Right. I mean, I would. I wish I would say it like that because the way you say it is more yeah. direct and to the point. Like Taylor said before, people are being taken advantage of, and they don't know the covert speak that the JWs are. Yeah, I know, but in anybody, I think they take uh, um they take advantage of everybody. But I've just noticed like minorities, poor people, um, of all yeah. races, but especially lately immigrants, I've noticed, um, who don't speak English. I mean, there's a whole Spanish speaking congregation. Um, and that scares oh. me because I don't like that feeling like they're taking advantage of people who need our help, like in different ways, not a religion right. to tell them where they need to be and what they need to do and hold them back. So we're coming up on time here. Um, cause Bree's got to go and be a, doer and seeker of things great because college is done for her but um i will post a link hopefully if i'll get reports right god (laughs) um i'm gonna put some time management resources there i like pomodoro methods and lists and calendars and planners but you can find what works best for you so i'm gonna put some positive stuff in the description box and i hope you all have a good week and we get this recording bye love you have a great week guys bye guys see you later